It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. And good morning. Welcome. Welcome one and all to game time here on a, what is this? This is Friday, y'all. TGIF to you and yours from we and ours. And man, we are glad you're with us as we uh, get ready to roll here on a Friday morning. It is uh, just a beautiful day. We got uh, the sun on the rise and looking for about 75, 80 degrees today. Should just be a outstanding day to get outside and mow the yard and you all right? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I don't know where the heck you're at. I wish that was the case. I'm not going to lie. I do. I wish that was the case. You know, it, it, Ward, I'm going to tell you the strangest sight. By the way, good morning. How are you, sir? Outstanding. Good. How's that How's that brand new laptop working, by the way? It's working. <laughs> he. Oh, you he, got hooked up? Oh, don't you see how lighter he is? I mean, he, that back pocket is a lot lighter than it, than it was this time yesterday. Man. Brother had to go get him a new laptop. Oh, it, it was bad. It well, don't throw rough. it across the room next time. Well, I, I'll try not to. <laughs> had duct tape on it and bailing wire and all kinds of stuff. So he, he's good. But, Ward, tell me this is not – Garrett, good morning, by the way. Morning. Ward, tell me this is not the strangest side. I, I Honestly, I've known this guy three years, and I've never, ever, ever, ever seen him in blue jeans. Oh, wow. Ever. How about that? It's a rare occasion. Ever. I've never seen him in shoes. This- <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that's a valid point too, man. That's this- well, you're cooking this week now. Look, I, look, I stepped in something with the slides. Excuse they need me? to be washed. Excuse I stepped me? in something with the slides. They're getting washed. We'll leave it at that. Oh, boy, he stepped in something. <laughs> On this program, we do that quite, quite frequently. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Um. All right, uh, seven oh two. Couple of minutes after seven. Uh, it, it's just a weird look. I mean, we're. Normally, I like it. it. It could be thirty five below zero, and he's up here in shorts. Now, yesterday I thought it was a little <laughs> different because he did have warm ups on. Uh, I, I look. I really thought about it. I wanted to wear shorts. I probably should have now that I'm in here, and you know we got the heat going and everything. But that wind. Me and what me and Ward were talking this morning. The wind kind of made me question my decision. So that's why I had to put the pants on because it just tore through me, man. I'm not I'm not doing that. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just – I was at my desk when he walked by, and I went, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was a little different. It'll probably be the last time. So. Yeah. Soak uh, it in. Looks good. Soak All right. It so I- am I the only one that thinks it's like – 87 degrees in here. I mean, it's hot. It's hot, in here. hot here. Okay. That's why I usually wear shorts every day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just, just, just checking. Uh, today's a big day. You know, this is a – people, we, we talk a lot about it, but it's the truth. Uh, yeah, we all love football season, and, and, and we look forward, you know, in July and August. We just can't wait to get to that first Friday night and all that good stuff. But the truth of the matter is springtime, and I know this does not feel like springtime, and, it, you know, and I – Technically, by the calendar, we're still in the winter. But on the school schedule, it's springtime. We're in spring sports. This is a – it's always really, really busy and hectic. Look what we got this weekend. I mean, we've got Kansas in town, both on the men's and the women's side. Plus, you have the uh, – you have game game day in town, all that good stuff. 
You got the baseball team taking on Duke in a in a big non conference three game set. You uh, you got the softball team on the road and they're they're out in California. Well, it's great scheduling by Glenn Moore. Uh, but you also have the the girls regional basketball tournaments all over the state of Texas, and one of those regions is uh, is right here uh, in in Waco, and then we'll also have. A, a huge regional out in Lufkin with the La Vega girls. I mean, so there's some big-time basketball that's going on. And I'm telling you, we were just talking about it earlier, Ward. How about this? So La Vega will take on Harden-Jefferson mm-hmm. in tonight's uh, – in the late game of, the, uh, of that regional out in Lufkin. They're both 31-4. and four. Ooh, ooh. That is some big-time basketball, isn't it? And they're a carbon copy of each other as well. I mean, this is going to be, arguably, this could be the could state be championship That's what game. I was about to ask. Because you see a lot of that, right? Like the state championship before the state championship. You know, Johnny Tusa has always said to me, when you're, when you're in a playoff situation, and, he's, and he was most of the time referring to football, but when you're in a playoff situation, you don't know what week – of those six weeks, you know, that you're in the football playoffs that you play the state championship. In other words, you don't know when that matchup comes. It could be in the state title game, but it could also be in the bi-district round, your first round. You don't know when you're playing for the championship. And I, and I keep thinking about what he says about this game. I mean, this and this is the team that knocked him out a year ago. And you heard Marcus Willis the other day on this very program, the award-winning game time program, seven to nine weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. When he was on the program, he said, hey, we've, we've had Harden-Jefferson circled. Now, here's, here's the only thing that scares me about that. And, and, Ward, you know this as a coach. When they win this game tonight, how do you get them ready to go tomorrow? Well, you, you just if have to stay on track. Circled. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a valid point. I mean, you you could have a big exhale and a big letdown and and not show up the next day uh, to take care of business. I mean, it happens. You see it all the time. But uh, you you have to try to get through that and avoid it. You know, we always say you can't let a team beat you twice, and you can't beat a team twice either. Well, and, I, and you know, uh, this, this is what this past football season – in the two-way semifinals, Fall City finally got over the hump mm-hmm. and beat Mart. A, a a dump truck couldn't get them ready to go the next week. It happens. I mean, it, it that's just the way it was. I mean, you know, you know, I, they just there was no way. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. So so that's going on tonight in Waco. Over at Midway High School. You get the, one of the 3A regionals, and you have Fairfield at 36-1 and one, taking on Hitchcock at 26-5. and five. Out of curiosity this morning, we looked up the, the – I just had to know who was good enough to beat Fairfield. They're 36-1. and one. Ward White, who do you think that one loss came to? Yeah. La Vega. Mm-hmm. La Vega. On their home court. On I mean, the, La Vega went to Fairfield and got them. Yeah. So, so the 51-47. So, the 4A beats the 3A, which I think you would. But I, 
doesn't it clearly tell us how good both of these teams are? Absolutely it does. I think it reminded me of football season when we when Lorena and China Spring met. That was a dog fight. It went down to the wire. China Springs able to get the win. But I don't think we kind of real we knew both teams were good, but we didn't realize what we were gonna see. And I think you had a good opportunity to see that similar situation unfold between LaBega and Fairfield where you know these teams are elite, but they can both bring home championships. No, there's no doubt. And look, if you're going to get where you want to get, you you got to play teams like that. Mm-hmm. That just makes you better. All right, so we're going to dive into all of that today. We're 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 going to talk about uh, all of that stuff today. Uh, we uh, we're also going to get into uh, look. Grambling has hired Art Browse as their offensive coordinator. We'll get everybody's thoughts on that this morning. Uh, uh, we're going to visit with uh, Jeff Wilson, see where we are. This is Friday. Monday's the day. I mean, if they're going to play the baseball schedule as scheduled, Monday's the day. Where are they now? We'll talk to Jeff Wilson about that, who covers the Rangers. Uh, it, we'll do that today. Chris Vanini uh, from The Athletic is going to be with us. He'll give us his thoughts on the Art Browse hiring, plus anything else that's going on in college football. And uh, Jeff Tarpley from Gigum 247 Sports is going to join us. Uh, and, and there's lots of things that we're going to get into with him, so we'll do that for you today. And uh, we were going to visit with the new head football coach at Hubbard, but uh, he's had a family emergency. He's not going to be able to join us. So uh, we'll do that another day. So we'll talk with Ethan Stepp, uh, who was just named the uh, head coach at uh, Hubbard, head coach and athletic director at Hubbard. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to Ethan another day. But he's had, a, he's had something uh, come up and cannot join us this morning. So, But we do have a good show for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, making us a part of your day. We are in the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Studios. And our program this morning brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, VersaLift. Southwest now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs at 7601 Imperial Drive and by ProStar Rental, the number one choice for all your equipment needs on I-35 in Belton and at 2308 Robinson Drive. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds today with a 20% chance of rain developing in the afternoon. I stop out at 44 degrees. It'll be cloudy tonight with, again, just a slight chance of a shower. We drop to 33 and rain likely tomorrow. It's going to be a wet Saturday with a high of 43. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears open a three-game series against the Duke Blue Devils Friday afternoon at Baylor Ballpark. 2.45 for the warm-up show, 3 p.m. first pitch on Fox Sports Central Texas. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. 
54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Seven fourteen on a uh, let's get, is twenty eight brisk or is it cold? Cold. Okay. It's cold. Okay, so it's a cold Friday morning, but it is Friday, y'all. Mm-hmm. So okay. it is uh, from this, all day <laughs> from the CNC Collision Center text line. Jeff from AutoZone said, "Hey, he's in Florida. I guess he's referencing." <laughs> Garrett and, and so, so maybe mentally you're over in Florida. I try to avoid Florida even mentally. Yeah. At all costs. <laughs> Justin on the CNC Collision Center text line said, Strangest sight out of your eyes, brother? I have a mean mother in law. Ooh. Justin, you, uh, wow. 
Good luck this weekend. You, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You better keep that low key. I almost electrocuted my mother-in-law one time. Big part. Wow. Dead serious. So I, look, on purpose? It, no. Listen. So I've told y'all. <laughs> listen to this. This is hilarious. I gotta share this. So I'm not mechanically inclined at all, right? And we lived in Gilmer, and we had to switch out the the um the prong cord on the dryer from a three prong to a four prong. I wired it wrong because I don't know what I'm doing, and I wasn't going to plug it in. And it's only 220. It's That's only great. 220. Yeah. She leaned over the dryer and plugged it. Man, she like. <laughs> <laughs> still, and he's still laughing about I, it. I'm laughing. About it. it was hilarious. She still hates me for it, but it was funny. No, she hates you for a lot of other things. Oh, you married her daughter. She does. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. That was a, that was a funny moment, though. It was, hey, I, I hate no you. You married my daughter. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to electrocute. Exactly. There we so, go. That's how your family rolls. <laughs> oh boy. Good but times. Doesn't every mother-in-law just like think that their their daughter is too good for their son-in-law? It seems like that. Isn't that the kind of the? I think it's usually how it yeah. rolls. Territorial. My mother-in-law was trying to introduce my now wife. To a guy why we were on a date one night. It happens. I'm like, hey, I'm sitting here. Just thought I'd pass that along to you. But anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Y'all are welcome for that. <laughs> Ward's laughing. Uh, 17 after 7 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN. Central I don't Texas. have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. He's playing it safe. Uh, he, yeah, he's playing it safe. All right. <clears throat> he's laughing. All right. Let's. Um, Switch gears here, and, and I want to get everybody's thoughts on Grambling University hiring Coach Art Browse, uh, the former Baylor coach. It, it, and I'm I'm going to start, and I'm just going to tell you. Uh, it, to me, this is a I, I just don't feel comfortable talking about this, and I don't know why. But look, it, it, at the end of the day, for me, I'm not going to minimize what happened. Uh, Within the athletic department, campus wide, I mean, it, we all I think can, can agree mm-hmm. that it, you know that it was a horrible situation, uh, and very unfortunate. And again, you don't want to minimize anything that that occurred there. Uh, and I don't know because I haven't sat down with him. I don't know what knowledge he had of it, what knowledge he didn't have of it, what his responsibility to the situation was. Uh, you know, as the leader of the football team, you know, you, you've got to have, you've got to have some, you got to have a look fair, unfair. You got a hundred guys. You can't, you've got to be able to somehow, some way you're, you're kind of responsible for those kids when they get here. And I know when they get here, they're kids, maybe when they leave here, they're young men, but you know, a lot of them are 17 and 18 years old when you get here. I I don't even want to talk about any of that. I just want to know, do you think it's time to give Coach Browse an opportunity to coach football again? And I and for me, I'm at a point where I think it's it's okay for him to coach football again. Absolutely. I you know, I, I think he deserves a chance to, to be able to go out and, and do what he loves and, and look, you know, how many times have coaches given players second chances? Millions. I you know, it it happens, you know, on a daily basis across the country, I'm sure. So, I mean you know, I, I believe our Browse deserves an opportunity to to go out and and do what he loves to do, and that's coach the game of football. 
I don't have any problem with it. I like it. I'm, I'm glad that he's getting the I'm opportunity. Excited. I'm glad he's getting the opportunity. I mean, th- look, everybody makes mistakes, and this was bad, but at the same time, I think it's kind of gotten – he kind of took a lot of the brunt because there was administration people that were in the wrong at Baylor. This is nothing that hadn't been going on for years. I'm sorry. It, it has – when you have judges, grandsons, and stuff doing it, it's one thing, but when you got football players doing it, it's another. Okay, so you're going to have some repercussions from it. But at the same time, all eyes are going to be on Browse wherever he goes, wherever he goes. So you really think he's going to make the mistake or anything that's going to happen when the whole world is watching every move he makes? No, let the dude play a coach football. That's my opinion. And they're going to. Uh, and I was reading. Oh, they an already article. are. Yeah, I was reading an article uh, this morning. Uh, I think it was on ESPN. And athletic director uh, Travion. Scott said that, you know, he was uncomfortable. I think I think he said he was uncomfortable at first. I think he said he spent 10 days vetting the situation. And at the end of the 10 days, uh, with the information that he had and, and, and research that uh, he gave his blessing to Coach Jackson to go ahead and do it, to look, go ahead and make the hire. Look, this isn't like his first gig back. Has, do we hear anything out of Italy? Was there no. any problems out of Italy? Nope. Was there any problems out of Mount Vernon? Nope. Not All that right you know then. of, yeah. Okay. So there's no problems. Well, it, it, there, there was a lot of good. Yeah, I mean they got a lot better. Absolutely, because they were irrelevant for a long time. The AD said, "I think Bros just wants to coach and lead men." He does, and that's, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, that's what he's wanted to do all along. And at 66, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what what Coach Bros is his goals are at, at 66, but. I would think that there's not many more opportunities available. Uh, and again, just you know, just my just, my view of it. Uh, but at this point, I'm of the opinion just let him go coach football. See, to me, to me, the the, the biggest issue with all this is how he's the one that has has taken the brunt of this, right? Like, okay, Ian McCall can go be an AD at Liberty. He can build work with kids. Ken Starr can go be a crooked politician. But Art Bryles can't coach football. I'm sorry. No, I mean it, it. He's the only one out of the whole group that that was spoken of. Yeah. In, in this whole thing, I, I don't even want to say involved. I just want to say spoken of in this whole thing that has been, you know, kind of the the scapegoat. That okay, that's the one that mm-hmm. can't do anything without it being a negative light shined on him. Everybody else, okay, we're going to go ahead and do this and see if this gets straightened out. And how many other – I mean, look, you've had Phil Bennett go on and coach. You've had Kendall go everybody on and coach. On the staff, everybody everybody has on, on the on staff has, has found work. So why is one individual being isolated? Well, he's the one individual that was the leader. Uh, so no, whether that's no, fair or unfair. Ken Starr and Ian McCall were the leaders. Not of the I'm, football program. Well, they're the ones – I'm sorry. It's all – it's a joint effort between them. Well – and that's your opinion, but at the end of the day, when you go nationwide, does anybody know who the at that time prior to that? Did anybody know who the AD was? Did anybody know who the president was? But they knew who the football coach was, right? You're Whether right. that's fair or unfair, you're right. That's that's where it falls. You're right. It falls at, at, and, at, and and because they were damn good, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no question. There's no question, and there probably was. You know, there was. Those I mean, that, if, if Baylor was 1-15, would it have happened like that? No, if Baylor was Texas, would that have come out? No. Thank you. 
into the deal. So, all right, uh, 723, 23 after 7. Just wanted to get uh, everybody's thought on, is it, are we at a point to where it, uh, it's, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited too. And we'll see how it all rolls as the offensive coordinator at Grambling. Coach Jackson uh, has made that hire. All right, 723, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center Saturday hosting Kansas. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor-Kansas women's basketball. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Why do liberals hate Josh Tetons? Is it because Josh Tetons is the most conservative candidate in the race for district attorney? Maybe it's because Josh Tetons has the unanimous support of law enforcement organizations in McLennan County, including endorsements from Sheriff Parnell McNamara, the Waco Police Association, and the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County. It could be because Josh Tetons is the only candidate for district attorney who has pledged to fight the radical left's effort to defund the police and turn our streets into a war zone. Or maybe it's because Josh stands strong for election integrity and prosecuting election fraud in our county. So why do liberals hate Josh Tetons? Because he's a strong conservative Republican. In the Republican primary, send a message that we support law and order conservatives here in McLennan County. Vote for Josh Tetons for district attorney. I'm Josh Tetons, the conservative Republican candidate for McLennan County District Attorney. And I approve this message because it's time we had a district attorney who supports law enforcement in our county. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job with brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more. The Northern Tool and Equipment lot and garden sale is going on now. Stop in and save on sprayers, spreaders, aerators, wagons, garden equipment, and more. Shop in-store, online, or get it curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Former Baylor head football coach Art Browse is back in college football. Browse has been hired as the offensive coordinator at Grambling State University in Louisiana. Former Houston Oilers wide receiver Kenny Burrow has passed away at the age of 73. He still ranks third in franchise history in receiving yards and tied for second in touchdown catches. 
A Big 12 showdown at the Farrell Center tomorrow as number 10 Baylor hosts number 5 Kansas for a 7 o'clock tip-off. The Baylor women also take on Kansas at 2 o'clock. Baylor baseball is also at home this weekend for a three-game series against Duke starting at 3 this afternoon. All those games can be heard on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 728, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on a fun Friday morning. We'd love to to get your thoughts. Our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, Ward, let's let's talk a little UMHB basketball. I find it interesting that both of these, both the men and the women, have terrific teams. Your football team's coming off a national championship, and and there's no question that both of the the men and the women are built to make a deep run, aren't they? I think they are. I mean, they're 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 playing very very well right now, uh, and right now the conference tournament's going on in Belton uh, in your home gymnasium, and the women won yesterday to get to the semifinals. H- how did the how did that fall into place where it was already you, scheduled? Okay, so yeah. that was just uh, well, last year. It was at Seoul Ross. I so think, they move it around I, a little bit. I think, or it may be the first place team gets to host. I, mm. I maybe that's it. I, I need to call over there and find out. May, maybe that's it because Seoul Ross was pretty good at the time. Uh, oh, by the way, Cliff Carroll was the head coach <laughs> over there when they had the conference tournament. So maybe it is a, a situation where the team with the best record gets it. But men beat Concordia yesterday, and uh, they hold on to beat Concordia. And the women advanced, uh, advanced to the ASC semifinals with the win over Bellhaven uh, yesterday. So they'll face UT Dallas uh, this afternoon uh, in uh, the semifinals of the basketball tournament. And, it, you know, look, it's a lot of fun when you're playing for conference championships and, you know, we talk about the Big 12 tournament. Um, you know, how do you how do you view the Big 12 tournament? And I think it's any conference tournament. It's something that you want to do well in if you can, but you may not want to extend yourself if you got bigger pieces of the pie that you're looking to try to grab or if you're uh, in a situation maybe like Baylor is that we pointed out several times that they may be a little bit nicked up and injured. And I think last year losing – Early in that uh, Big 12 tournament, gave them an advantage to get ready to, to make that push in the NCAA tournament. But right, you know, right now for UMHB, you know, they're on a roll, both men's and women's. I mean, they've they've got a win streak going on both sides that you know they just at this point you kind of don't want to let go of that. And, and they're both. The, I think the big difference there is they're uh, they're both they're both healthy basketball teams. I mean, they absolutely. They, I mean, look how deep they go. When when you look at a box score, just look, look how deep they go, both on the men's and the women's side. Mm-hmm. They play people. They do, and, and you know that's part of the reason why they're able to hang on and get some wins. An eighty-seven, eighty-two win over Concordia. That was you know they had to come back and get that done yesterday on the men's side. So both the men and the women will play UT Dallas in the semifinals. The women at five and and the men at seven thirty there at the Mayborn Campus Center. Uh, so it'd be a, a whole lot of fun if you want to get out and watch some really, really good basketball. And correct me if I'm wrong, at at the D3 level, I believe there's fewer at large spots than there are in the in the uh, NC in the Division One uh, tournament. I would assume that that is correct, but I don't know the the answer for sure. Um, but I I think that's correct. 
So because there's very few on the football side, right? You know right that. Yeah, but there's yeah, like almost none. I yeah, mean, I think there's like three or four maybe right. at large, and, and that's why I think the the conference tournament may take on a it takes a, on a different light. Uh, absolutely, it does. Absolutely, does at the at the Division three level. So that's going on this afternoon. And uh, when is the championship? Uh, that will be this semifinals. So the championship mm-hmm. will be tomorrow. Yeah, it shows you got twenty at large teams. 20 at large in, yeah, in, in the men's in and the women's side. Well, there you D3. go. Well, more than I still, thought, but, but that, still not that, a huge number. That, that's a whole, you know, yeah. you still want to be able to have a good seed going into a tournament like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, there's one other in, interesting thing about UMHB that I, that I wanted to point out, if you'll allow me. Sure. Um, today, there is something that I I find I, I got to go see this. And... um. It's beach volleyball. Ooh. They take on Colorado Mesa University at uh, 1045 this morning, and then at 345, they'll take on Texas A&M University Kingsville in beach volleyball. How about that? Beach volleyball. Is let me just sport. say this. It's 28 degrees. I I do not think uh, – I, I bet you this is not – Well, they doing this at Lake Belton? <laughs> <laughs> Posted up at Morgan's Point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How great is that, though? That's awesome. I didn't know that. There is were... that are they playing it as a club sport or are they playing it as an NCAA, NCAA sport? NCAA Division Three really? sport. How about that? See, I knew it was really big on the West Coast, but I didn't know of any teams in Texas that actually had active uh, beach volleyball teams. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I saw that and I was like, oh, man. So uh, everybody everybody gather up. We're going to have a uh, you know hot dogs and sodas and Make yeah. sure you make sure you bring your suntan lotion. There's there's beach volleyball going on at Lake Belton today. I like they're, it. They're in a tournament, so it, I, it's oh, not. Oh, there's a lot of teams going to be. Yeah, uh, tomorrow Missouri Baptist will take uh, will be uh, in action with UMHB, and then Ottawa University out of Kansas also playing beach volleyball. Hmm. Well, I, I I always felt like beach volleyball would be huge in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Are you are you <laughs> kidding me already? How about that? I think it's great. That's pretty awesome. Oh, no, it is. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. UMHB. You Friends ever play volleyball? Huh? Have you ever played volleyball? We used to play in a church league. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Now, it's it fun. wasn't quite as serious as, you know, Karch Karai flying through the air and <laughs> hammering the ball or whatever. Did you ever play it? I mean, you know, like in PE and stuff. It was well, fun. like you're six eleven, you ought to be able to play. It. <laughs> I know, <laughs> stand over, tower over the net. That's funny. Were you a volleyballer, Ward White? I've played it several times. Yeah, a lot I of fun. I see Ward out there in those those uh, '80s bike shorts, <laughs> 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 real short, <laughs> hitting it. <laughs> uh, outside hitter, Ward White. That's awesome. See, I even knew one of the positions. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know the rule. I, I I've tried, like I tried to cover volleyball this year, and it was fun to watch, but I just didn't understand the terminology. And it, it it's cool, but it, I if you know what's going on, I think it's a lot more entertaining. I had to call a playoff volleyball game one time. How'd that do go? the play by play? Not real well. <laughs> Side out. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I don't know. It was difficult, and I and I finally found somebody sitting in the stands. That she had played volleyball right. a couple years before. I said, hey, come here. I got a job for you. <laughs> you be my color. Alice. I put a headset exactly. on and let her go. That's how to do it. 
get out of the way is what yeah, you do yeah, on a absolutely. deal like that. <laughs> absolutely. 735, uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward. And again, uh, if you've got an opinion on anything that we've been talking about this morning, including Ward White's playing volleyball in bike shorts, you can certainly let us know what you think at 254-662-1660. All right, uh, college basketball. I did not realize this. Uh, here, here's what's going on in the league. We and we're going to talk more about Baylor and Kansas coming up in a couple of minutes. But uh, on the men's side, uh, you got Oklahoma State in Oklahoma, so you got Bedlam coming up tomorrow morning. Uh, Texas is uh, in Morgantown to take on West Virginia. Iowa State is in Manhattan to take on Kansas State. Texas Tech goes to Fort Worth tomorrow afternoon to play TCU, and of course, the nightcap is Kansas and Baylor tomorrow night at seven o'clock. I did not realize, Ward, that uh, we we knew just how good Texas Tech was at United Supermarkets Arena. What are they, 17-0? and 0? Yes, they are. But this team is pretty average away from Lubbock. They are 5-6 uh, and six overall on the season away from United Supermarkets Arena. It just goes to show you how deep the Big 12 is. I mean, across the board. I mean, you, you look at it. And what do you have to do in basketball? Protect your home floor and steal a couple. Yeah. If you can just steal a couple on the road, more times than not, you're going to be okay. I completely forgot that they had gotten beat by Oklahoma until that rematch. But, yes. I mean, you know, yeah, that's crazy. They're 3-4 and four in conference on the road. They are 3-5 and five overall on the road and a 2-1 and one neutral site record. So, 5-6 and six overall away from United Supermarkets Arena. That's what makes... Kansas at five and two on the road in the league, and Baylor six and two on the road in the league, unbelievably impressive. There's there's only two teams above five hundred on the road, and that's Baylor and Tech and, and Kansas. That's pretty that's remarkable. It. So I mean, look when you when you see that word, is are you concerned at all? Uh, regarding March Madness with with Tech having to go on the road for all of those games? No, because defense travels right. I, I did, you know, I I think they have one of the best defenses in the country, if oh, yeah, not if not, you know, the best defense in the Big Twelve. I, I, they they play really good defense, and defense travels, and so uh, if you can if you can lock them down, you you can play anywhere most of the time. Well, I'm going to back it up one step. Are you concerned about tomorrow going to Fort Worth? No. All right. The, I I was watching TCU in Texas the other night. And I didn't – why did Micah – if you're Micah Peavy, why would you transfer from Tech to TCU and not go with Beard or stay put? That blew my mind. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he saw an opportunity for more minutes there than, than he possibly could. I guess, but, I mean, he averaged like 26 minutes I, I at know, Tech. I know, he did. And like six points. It's almost identical to what he's doing at TCU. I, I know. Maybe, maybe – I don't know where the young man's from. Right. So, maybe that's, it's closer to, to could home. Could be. Could be. Well, and, and look – Coach Dixon's a terrific coach uh, and a terrific recruiter. No, he is. I just thought it was weird for a player to not travel. Like, say, we talk about it all the time. When coaches leave, you can see players follow. I thought it was kind of weird for him not to follow Chris Beard to Texas if he was going to leave Tech. But, I mean, Ward, you bring up a good point. If he's from the Metroplex or anywhere near there, getting close to home would probably be an ideal situation. And you're right. I mean, playing for Jamie Dixon, that's a, he's a solid coach. TCU's good. I just thought it was kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been – Several that have courted Coach Dixon. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and, and again, this, I know we look at, at, at TCU and you go, okay, they're in the middle of the pack. Uh, 
they're six and eight in the conference. They're a tournament team. The, absolutely, they a are. They're seventeen and no, seventeen and nine overall, and they are going to be in the dance. And I'm telling you, uh, I, I, for some reason, I just think tomorrow may be a you know, look if you're going to get to eight wins in the league, you got to win at home. I mean, the guy in the red shirt sitting across the hall from me here, or across the table from me here, screams, "Win at home! Win at home! Win at home!" Mm-hmm. So if TCU is is on on track to do what they want to no, do, no, it's a big game for TCU. It really is. They, they got to take care of their it's business. A, it's a needed win for them. Who, I just I don't think that they can. I don't think that they can run with Tech at this point. Who has more pressure on them in that matchup? TCU. TCU. They got to win. Tech's again. I, I I think the body of work for Texas Tech it, it speaks for itself. Right. Well, they're sitting at a two seed right now. So I mean, you know. Losing to TCU is not going to knock them off that two. They're not going to fall further than a three, no matter right. what they do from here on out. Well, so. the, the the NCAA has them as a three today, or, or the or last week when they released the deal on Saturday, they had them as a three seed. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the other one. But this is the NCAA. I don't care. Committee. <laughs> He's guns up all the way, man. I don't care. He's a two seed. He, he, he gonna let some individual Ken Palm or somebody. <laughs> but the the NCAA who actually does. They don't know what they're doing. See, yeah, we, they, they've lost all credibility. Those dudes who actually do the. the yeah, eh. We're not going with their stuff. Eh. <laughs> I don't blame you, Ward. I'd rather trust Lenardi than the NCAA. My opinion. Two, so anyway, t- uh, the NCAA has them as a three, Baylor as a two, and Kansas as a one. You're not gonna let that go, are you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> He's been adamant, just pounding the table with that. The other dudes have an opinion. This is the facts. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Eh. So those dudes override the NCAA? Yes, every the selection time. committee. Every time. <laughs> hey, we told y'all to make them a two, not a three. By mm-hmm. golly. Anyway, what? It look two, three. It don't matter. No. Their body of work, they're in good shape. TCU, on the other hand, is trying to move up the food chain. And, right. and so, I, clearly, this game is is more uh, – yeah, plus, it's a home game. Right. I mean, and again, you're trying to take care of your home business, so uh, we'll see how that all works out. Uh, but that, that that's what's going on on the men's side. And, uh, again, it's going to be a big day for Baylor, uh, and, and we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, in a few minutes in our next segment, but uh, I, I I like this time of year. I think it's fun. I mean, there's so many, look, it gets a little crazy for us in here uh, because we got so many broadcasts going on and so many different things, but it is fun to me that you have all these, these moving parts and, and all of these different games and broadcasts to get on the air and, you know, <laughs> seems like we, we meet ourselves coming and going here in the building, yep. but uh, it's it still, it, it's fun. I mean, it's it's good stuff, and we'll we'll talk more about that coming up in just a few minutes here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, we are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Now, I don't know if you guys know this newsflash, but Pioneer Steel and Pipe is moving. They are. Hmm. I saw that. Yeah, uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a new location that's under construction on Loop Three Forty South, next door to to Busby Feed and. Man, when you drive by there, check out the construction progress and 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 get ready for the big move. You'll be receiving uh, that great customer service soon from their their new big location out on Loop 340. So they're moving out on Loop 340 next to to Busby Feed. So uh, should be good stuff. You know, uh, uh, John and Braden and, and the entire family, the Emerys, they've been serving Central Texas since 19. 19- 
43. How are you able to, to grow and continue to do what you do? Well, it's because you give great customer service and, you know, you're four generations into this thing. And now it's, it's Braden's turn at the helm. At Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their reputation's been built one customer at a time. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. And, well, it, basically they're your one-stop shop for, for steel needs. And if you're building a, uh, a, a metal building or a barn dominium uh, and you don't know how to get started, well, check out the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They can help you locate that contractor. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has uh, a location. As Right now they're on at 913 South Loop Drive, but soon they'll be uh, out on Loop 340. They also got a location down in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 until 5, so they opened 15 minutes ago. 730 until 5, and Saturdays they are open 8 until noon, and you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rose joining us, Director of Athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, mm. <laughs> Might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Bring on the bragging rights. Watch the PGA Tour's best golfers compete head-to-head, shot for shot. Are you kidding me? 112 matches, 64 players, one champion. WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, March 23rd through 27th at Austin Country Club. Tickets on sale now at dellmatchplay.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. 
The Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, March 5th, and Sunday, March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show March 5th, 9 to 5, and March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Former Baylor head football coach Art Browse is back in college football. Browse has been hired as the offensive coordinator at Grambling State University in Louisiana. Former Houston Oilers wide receiver Kenny Burrow has passed away at the age of 73. He still ranks third in franchise history in receiving yards and tied for second in touchdown catches. A Big 12 showdown at the Farrell Center tomorrow as number 10 Baylor hosts number 5 Kansas for a 7 o'clock tip-off. The Baylor women also take on Kansas at 2 o'clock. Baylor baseball is also at home this weekend for a three-game series against Duke starting at 3 this afternoon. All those games can be heard on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, 748. We're a dozen minutes away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Fun Friday. We're Oh, it's just ha- having a good time today. Let's talk what's going on today all across the campus over at Baylor University when it comes to athletics. If you're just a fan of athletics, in, I mean, even if you're not a fan of either team and you just want to see good competition, it, it doesn't matter what sport. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have that opportunity. Baseball begins at 3 o'clock this afternoon with game one of a three-game set. And uh, by the way, that the, 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 today and tomorrow's broadcast are going to be over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, at 1330 a.m. and 93.9 FM. So uh, check that out. 245 for the warm-up and 3 o'clock for the first pitch tomorrow today and uh we'll have it over on our sister station fox sports central texas again tomorrow but uh, today 245 for the warm-up three o'clock for the first pitch you got uh, a top 25 team out of the acc in town in the duke blue devils so uh steve rodriguez's team off to a, a one and three start picked up a win tuesday night against uh houston baptist after being swept by maryland at home uh they now get uh they now get another great challenge ward in, in duke it's going to be an opportunity for them to kind of get on the right side of things. They'll understand, you know, what it is to face top competition. Uh, Duke has a really good rotation. So, you know, give them an opportunity to kind of get right at the plate. And that's one thing that, you know, Maryland brought in uh, a, a rotation that gave the Bears a little bit of trouble in, in that first set at home. So now they have an opportunity to see an, another good rotation and, and get some at-bats against good pitching. And at this time of year – I mean, that's all that matters. Get good at bats. Get good looks at the baseball. Try to put the ball in play and see what happens. And so they'll have another opportunity this weekend with three more games against a good team. All right. Uh, and then 
Now, you, the softball team is out of town. They're, uh, I mean, literally, they're in California, and they're playing in a, in a tournament there. Got a game tonight. I think it starts at 10 p.m. Two games on Saturday and, and a game on Sunday. So, uh, Glenn Moore's club out on the road, and they've played a lot of road games. They have played a ton of games away from Gettman. I think they've only played, what, three games uh, at home so far, uh, and that was against – Oregon, and yeah. they went one and two against the number twelve team in the country. Not so, bad scheduling nope. with the weather. No, no, yeah, <laughs> that's good point. Ideal. Good point. Uh, here's what's happening, and then tomorrow you have, uh, you, you know, you got ESPN's game days in town, uh, and, and then on the floor uh, in the Ferrell Center, you will have a, a game at uh, at two o'clock, one thirty for the pregame. It is Kansas and Baylor. Uh, so Nikki Collins team continues to. To look for uh, look for positioning, Texas Tech and Iowa State. Uh, it, you also have Kansas State and Oklahoma, TCU and Texas in the uh, in the Big Twelve. So, and as far as the uh, the standings are concerned, uh, this is this is a and I know that this is strange, but this is a Kansas team that is ten and five in the league, and they're in the middle of the pack. <clears throat> excuse me, but. Look, look what we've talked about with Nikki Collins' team. They lost their first two, and then they stole one from who? Kansas. Kansas. Kansas very easily could be sitting there eleven and four instead of ten and five. And if you're eleven and four, you're third place in this league. Iowa State and Baylor are both twelve and three, and, and I think they play on Monday. By the way, uh, big Monday. Oklahoma's at ten and five. Texas ten and five. Kansas ten and five. So that's what the league looks like. That's how big this game is. Look what. Nikki Collins' team does. They play Kansas tomorrow, right? And then mm-hmm. and then I believe on Monday night it is Iowa State. I kind of – look, if you're Kansas and you're coming into this matchup with Baylor and you know – like you're the last team who really gave them trouble. Mm-hmm. Like you were – you know, they really kind of just started rolling since then. I think if you're Kansas, you're nervous to come here. Baylor's – I think Baylor beats the brakes off of them, honestly. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I really do. I, I agree. Baylor's on a on a different level right now. They are. I mean, they're playing really, really well. Uh, I, I just I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they obviously. I think they win the basketball game. I think because I'm. I think they're that good. I think they win the Big Twelve. I think they beat Iowa State on Monday night. But I think Kansas. I think Kansas pushes them. I think this is a different Kansas team. It might be. I mean, I, look, they got pushed the other night in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see. I, I feel like. They're motivated. They're looking at this. This, and I could be wrong, but for Kansas to do Baylor the way they did up there, then for them to escape, I feel like there's a circle around that. Like we're gonna, we're gonna put you back in your place. Yeah, well, maybe we're gonna find out tomorrow at two o'clock, one thirty for the pregame as the uh, Baylor Bears take on the Kansas Jayhawks. Then at seven o'clock in the Ferrell Center, uh, it's the Bears and the Kansas Jayhawks. And look, if 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 Baylor's going to win the Big 12, don't they have to win tomorrow night? There's no doubt. I mean, they have to. If if they have any idea of winning the regular season, this could do it on Saturday night. So you beat Kansas. You, you lose this one, I don't I don't think you can get that. No, I don't think you can. It's enough. Yeah, I mean, there's just not enough games there. Uh, so, Garrett, the Bears beat Kansas tomorrow night in the Ferrell Center, and, and we all believe that, that TCU will knock off Tech at home. We so, do. So we, we that puts 
I'm with Ward on that one. <laughs> it took about three seconds for him yeah, he, to. He was waiting. I, I just well, I'm just looking at the standings with Kansas at 12 and two, and Tech and Baylor both at 11 and four, uh, and Texas at nine and six. So uh, you know, you you beat Kansas, and so you get that game there, and then TCU beats Tech tomorrow. Uh, heck. You know, at the end of the day, tomorrow you could be in first place. You could, and that's, you know, I just I do not see that happening. I, I think, look, this is going to be a really good game. Um, we still don't know if LJ Cryer is going to be available or not. Um, but I just, Kansas is, I think, right now too potent. I mean, I, I think Baylor could push them, but without Baylor being, you know, having their full without roster being full available, strength, I, don't I just see it. don't see it. We're going to find out at seven. I, I mean, I don't put anything past them. I mean, again, this was a team that we said, hey, this is guards, 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 perimeter shooting, man-to-man defense, and look what we have now. No, I know. I, I mean, we got we got, we got got post-play, 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 and we've got zone defense. Well, I think they – you know, we said it. I mean, I feel like the past two games have really been their, their – to me, the, the, the most impressive wins of uh, for Baylor this season. But I just – I feel like Kansas is a different animal coming in. If you do get L.J. Cryer back, and we all know, hey, look, you're not getting Jonathan Chalmachacho. So, but if you do get L.J. Cryer back, that gives you a couple of different. It's like you have two different offensive philosophies. I mean, you can go big, gives you options, and 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 you can go man, and you can also go you can also go small, and you can go zone. So it's almost like you have two totally different philosophies, and I would think preparing. For a team like that would make it uh, would make it tough. It would. I now, mean, still, it comes down to execution. Yeah, I mean, in these two programs. I mean, if you look like even going back like five years, they they've split. They're going back and forth with each other, and I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh, about a month ago with this becoming a rivalry. I think it could become a rivalry, but I'm not going to be surprised if Baylor wins. I would love to see Baylor win. I just think at this moment. Baylor needs to focus on getting healthy and not necessarily – you want to win. I'm not saying go out there and tank, but if you lose, it's not the end of the, end of the road. Again, we've already said uh, – and we've talked about it a million times. Their body of work and everybody – in Tech's body of work and, and Kansas's body of work. Uh, look, it, it, even when you're playing these quality teams, your RPI goes up when you when, even if you get beat. Here's my question, and, and, you know, we were just talking about playing, you know, uh, for the second time. It's a round robin. Guys – we all know that Kansas absolutely put a beat down on Baylor in Lawrence. Does that – it obviously it leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you're the Bears, but do you think about that? Does that cross their mind as they prepare for this for this one tomorrow night? No. Oh, I think it does. I think – I personally think that they thought, hey, you know what? They they did whatever they wanted to to us up there. Uh, that ain't happening tonight. You know, I mean that, that that's just kind of I don't I don't know that's how I feel about it. I, I'm 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 of the ones that you know again flush it. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta flush it, and especially when you have, you know, this many games. Now, if if it's if it's a different sport, like for football, for me, I, I think you know sometimes you might do that and and dissect it to pieces. Basketball and baseball, I think, are different animals. But this is also two totally different teams, right? Like, that's not the same ba- – like, yeah, the you're roster-wise, right. that's, that's not even the point. same Baylor I team. I get it, but I promise you, with this national media in town, don't you know they're going to bring up that game? Oh, they're going to bring It'd it up. It'd be the first thing that they talk about. Yeah, this they, is the rematch. They can talk about it, but I'm not talking about it in my locker room. 
Well, I'm not saying you're talking about it. I'm saying as a player, is that in, oh, the, back in the back of your, of your mind. mind? Absolutely. It's in the back of your mind. That you, Hey, look, these dudes boat raced us the first time. That's not happening in, in my gym tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, it might. Yeah, but you can't dwell on it. You just got to go out and play the game. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to get your thoughts. 758. We're a couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. Here's John with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up, heading into a busy weekend in Baylor Athletics. ESPN's College Game Day headed to town. A doubleheader in the Farrell Center tomorrow, plus acrobatics and tumbling on Sunday. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It is a busy overlap weekend in Baylor Athletics. Track and field runs at the Big 12 Indoor Championships today and tomorrow in Ames, Iowa. Softball at a tournament in Palm Springs, California. They'll play Oregon State tonight, Loyola Marymount, and UCLA tomorrow in San Diego on Sunday. Baseball home hosting a three-game series against Duke. Right now scheduled for a 3 o'clock first pitch today, 3 o'clock tomorrow and 1 p.m. on Sunday at Baylor Ballpark. And a big day in the Farrell Center comes up tomorrow and again on Sunday. ESPN's College Game Day is here. Their show will air live from Waco beginning at 10 a.m. tomorrow. The public is invited to attend. Doors open to the public at 845 on Saturday morning. Then in the afternoon, the fifth-ranked Baylor women host Kansas. That's a 2 p.m. tip-off. The Baylor men, number 10 in the nation, hosting number 5 Kansas at 7 p.m. tomorrow night in the Farrell Center. Fans encouraged to wear white. It's a whiteout for both games tomorrow. Then more action on Sunday as top-ranked Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling hosts number three Oregon at 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. Here's Baylor A&T head coach Felicia Mulkey. Felicia Mulkey and top-ranked Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling with a big meet against Oregon Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. in the Farrell Center. All tickets $1 on Sunday to see two of the top three-ranked teams in the sport of acrobatics and tumbling. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a great and safe weekend. More Monday. I'm John Morris. 
recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental, they make work easier. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is game time on a Monday. With, uh, Monday, I beg your pardon. It's Friday, y'all. Wow. Uh, boy, that was a, let's backtrack that bad boy. I, I have Monday on my mind because Monday, obviously, is a big day for Major League Baseball. Let's welcome into the program uh, Jeff Wilson, who covers the Rangers. Jeff, first of all, where are you? Are you at home? Are you <laughs> out getting ready for spring training? I, I'm home still. All right. Um, let's see, that's not a good I'm sign. I'm prepared to leave for uh, Arizona at a moment's notice, but um, I am I am currently at home packing lunches for the kids. <laughs> All right. So, are you today at eight oh four on a Friday morning? Are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? Uh, I'm. Jeez, I'm 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 optimistic um, slightly because they're, they're actually there together in Florida they've met for four straight days and like I I'd said last time I was on guys everything in baseball happens on a deadline and the, the Monday deadline uh, is, is a real thing and you know the owners have stated that that if, if if something's not done by Monday games are canceled and the players don't get paid for those games so mon- money's on the line you know the for the owners too because they want expanded playoffs and, and player said if, if they lose games then then there's no expanded playoffs and you know that's a hundred hundred million dollar uh blow to the to the owners so because of those two things the deadline and the money i'm i'm optimistic that something gets it done by by monday even if it's at midnight something's it, gonna get done is the deadline monday by the owners is that does that work as a a viable threat to the players, or is that a legitimate thing? I mean, is there, is it why why Monday, and why would you not say, look, we're going to reschedule those four or five games that we missed back in April? Well, M- Monday Monday was the day that the players said so. That you know, then and and now the owners are are taking it and and, and telling the owners, this is, you know, telling the players, this is your day, <clears throat> and this this is this is the day. Now, I think if there's progress toward uh, uh, a new CBA. If there's like a framework in place, that'll be good enough, you know, because it, 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 it will take like 24 to 48 hours for both sides to sign off on it. Um, so it may not be, maybe the CBA doesn't become official until March 2nd, but it, it would be like 
enough for them to to, to act and, and go forward. How quickly can they get things together after you know, they both sides agree? I mean, is it because of the drop dead date of Monday? Are we on time? Or are we going to adjust things to a situation where you know it may be two or three weeks late starting baseball and, and they just miss those games? I mean, what? How how do they go about getting this thing on track as quickly as they need to? Well, I, yeah, I, I think you know, their their belief is that Monday is the drop dead day uh, for for a, an adequate spring training of four weeks, and then for um, you know, it for the season to start on time. I, I think that you know honestly they could play double headers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they could they could they could take away an off day here or there, and then. And make up games if they really wanted to, and maybe, and maybe the, maybe that's what happens. But, but, you know, I, I talked to John Daniels earlier this week, and he said, I said, if if the deals reach on Monday, could camp start two days later? And he he said, said yes, it would be a it would be a disaster, but yes, it, it could happen. You know, these 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 players on the forty man roster are are aware of what what's at stake. Obviously, uh, they can buy plane tickets real quick. And they probably have housing already lined up. So um, it, it would just be a matter of them getting on a plane. Talking with Je- Jeff Wilson uh, as we uh, we discuss Major League Baseball. Jeff, if they hammer out the the key things, can the can they go behind the scenes and and work on the little things after the fact and and get guys into in the in the camp, or does this thing have to be sealed up uh, before they report? Yeah, I, I think that you know. The, the, the way it's been explained to me is that if if there's you know if Bob Nightingale from USA Today or Jeff Jeff Passan with ESPN, one of the national writers, if they, if they all report that this deal is going to get done, the framework's in place, it's just a matter of signing off on it. I think at that point, that's when the that's when everybody scrambles, and so they can kind of start uh, with it um, not a hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, and they can they can sign off on it electronically. However, they have to do it to 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 approve it. I think it takes 23 owners to approve it, and very clearly they would all they would they would get the votes, and the players would would get the votes, and they'd get started. It's um, so you know just with with the legalese and everything, it, you know it would be a rushed process. But um, again, once once the framework's in place and once everybody's satisfied, I think that would count as a new CBA, and the, the season could then proceed on time and, and everybody could get where they needed to get. Now, you know, there are 150 free agents still and there are teams who want to make trades. So this whole thing is going to be evolving during training. There are going to be players in and out. It's going to be nuts. But if, if, if the ultimate goal is getting as much money in the players' pockets and owners' pockets, they'll, they'll figure out a way to get it started on time. Jeff, with that being said, how quickly after this thing is signed on Monday and ready to start spring training do we see Clayton Kershaw in Arizona in a Ranger uniform? <laughs> well, he's he's going to be in Arizona. You know, I mean, he may be 20 minutes away from the Rangers, but somewhere uh, he's going to be there. And you know, I think that's that's going to be kind of the 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 part of the chaos here is, is where, where guys end up. And um, I I don't I've I haven't. I've I've never really thought that he's going to sign with the Rangers. I mean, it's, it's a possibility, but my my thinking, knowing MLB players, is that they really do embrace the idea of 
playing their entire careers with, with one with one franchise, you know, so that their baseball card on the back of it it shows the same the same team for every year, and uh, you know, Kershaw's a Kershaw's a legend. I mean, you know, if if not for Sandy Koufax, he'd be the best left-hander in in Dodgers history, and you know, he's won an MVP, he's won Cy Youngs, and um, I think the Dodgers would offer him the most flexibility in terms of his health. Uh, I think they'd probably offer him the most money in terms of like incentives and whatnot. And, and again, there's, there's just that bond. I mean, the Dodgers drafted him, signed him, and he's, he's become a, a baseball hall of famer with them. Now, now of course things, things do change. I mean, he's got four kids now. Uh, the idea of playing at home is a lot of fun, but I, I just think ultimately, you know, and, and, and if he wants to win too, you know, <laughs> this year he has a better chance with the Dodgers. Jeff, how big of a hit was it to the the minor leagues when you see uh, Young go down with that injury? Yeah, you know, um, it, it it's, it's really a, a bigger blow to to the, the Rangers. I, I think you know, I mean, he's he's not going to be around for for six months. Uh, he had a legitimate chance to to win the job, at starting third base job in spring training. So it it, it he, he was so close, you know, uh, to to being the guy at third base and it would have been nice to get him a year uh kind of pressure not pressure free but but with less pressure with the rangers not necessarily extended expected to be contenders um for him to get into that 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 lineup and and get a feel for major league pitching but um it's just gonna have to wait and then you know that's that's you know i always compare uh minor leagues to to college football recruiting you know you, you get these five-star guys and you know you, you think the world of them and they, they have great great careers coming into coming into the system and then something happens you know and I'm not saying Josh Young is never going to play in the major leagues but there's a lot of risk with these guys and there are no guarantees until they're actually there so it, it's very unfortunate it probably makes Isaiah kind of for left of the third baseman there are a lot of options there though externally so we'll see what happens but um, you know he's he's the Young's the number two prospect. Um, it's still a deep system, but um, it's, it's going to be it's, – it's disappointing that he's not going to be able to play this year. You mentioned deep system. Uh, where does that uh, place Davis Wenzel? Well, it definitely gets him one step step closer to, uh, the, you know, the majors this year. Um, he, I, the, the prospects that the Rangers have at third base aren't quite ready to open the season. Uh, in the majors, you know, Davis uh, had the broken uh, hammock bone in, in his hand and had to have surgery, and then it never quite got healed right, and so he battled with it all all last season. He, I, I don't, as a top of my head, I don't think he got 250 at bats, but um, the Rangers really like him. You know, Chris Woodward really, really likes him. You know, he's a very athletic player, uh, has worked on his swing to get some more more uh, launch angle to get get balls that were doubles over the fence and. Uh, I had him on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and he's just great. And he is he is very, very closely following the Baylor men's basketball team. So uh, don't don't think that he's lost his, his Baylor roots. He's still he's still a big uh, still a big bear at heart. Oh, I'm gonna I want a f- final thought here for uh, from you on the uh, on the work stoppage. Do owners and do the players recognize just how? sensitive this subject is to the fans after what the fans have gone through over the last several years? Well, yeah, I, you would, you would think they would in 2020 when they were trying to to schedule the COVID season, 
was just a disaster, an optics disaster, right? They kept their people who were out of work and people who were trapped in their homes and, and scared to death that they were going to catch this awful disease. And, and, you know, meanwhile, the baseball players are arguing over what came down to, you know, and, and the owners who came down to, to money that people just didn't have at the time. And it was really ugly. And, and this is kind of where you're getting here with this, this work stoppage. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of see the, the PR and, and the things that, that the players and the owners are saying, um, you know, the owners are, are being accused of not negotiating in good faith. Meanwhile, they've, they've probably made the most uh, movement toward a, toward a resolution. So, you know, the, the players can, can say what they want. The owners can say what they want, but it, it is bad. I mean, you're talking about <clears throat> billionaires and millionaires uh, at a time now when, you know, inflation's high and there's a you know supply chain crisis and gasoline prices are going to be going up because of what's happening in Europe right now. So, it's really bad optics either way you look at it. Jeff, uh, I know we can all follow you. Tell us, tell us where we can find your work. Sure. JeffWilson.Substack.com, uh, $5.99 a month, $60 for a year. Uh, whatever, everything I write shows up in your email. You don't even have to go to the website, honestly. <laughs> although, although you know, there are a lot of past stories there. But it's easy peasy. And, um, um, again, you know, I've written every day since, uh, since Jan 2. So, um, there's definitely not a lack of Ranger stuff. You're getting a lot of a lot of bang for your buck. Jeff, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks. All right, fellas, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. That is a Jeff Wilson. I, and look, fellas, I hope it gets done by Monday. I really, really do. I, I just it I, will. I think it's a major, and I think they recognize that. Hey, they, they can't do this. You know, and, and and fans just go, okay, everything's good. We're coming back, and it, it, it's just not going to happen that way. All right, uh, 8.15, 15 minutes after 8. Stay with us. We talk to Chris Vanini from The Athletic next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds today with a 20% chance of rain developing in the afternoon. Highs top out at 44 degrees. It'll be cloudy tonight with, again, just a slight chance of a shower. We drop to 33 and rain likely tomorrow. It's going to be a wet Saturday with a high of 43. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Scott Brew and the national champion Baylor Bears here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in the Farrell Center Saturday for a matchup with the Kansas Jayhawks. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor and KU. The home of the defending Big 12 and national champion Baylor Bears. ESPN Central Texas. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. 
time. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Day 20, 20 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. And we welcome you into the program from the Athletic, Chris Vanitti. Chris, good morning. How are you, sir? We appreciate your time. I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Let's let's start with Conference USA and Marshall. How big a mess is this going to be before it's all said and done? Well, it depends how far I think Conference USA wants to take the legal fight because it it, 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 it looks like the courts are going to rule in favor of Marshall uh, that uh, they probably won't have to go to arbitration, in which case they will just have to come to some sort of monetary settlement, which is what outside lawyers have told me would be their end result the whole time. Uh, they got a restraint. They got a temporary restraining order yesterday to, to work it out. The next hearing is March 16th, but it, it doesn't look good for Conference USA to win this. So I'm 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 just basically wondering how long, how far they're going to take it. When you see all this movement and trying to get out of conferences, and now it's going into court battles, 
are, are we still in the thought process of we're heading to super conferences whether we want it or not? I don't think so um, because it just it depends what the conferences want to do. I mean, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 formed that alliance for the explicit purpose of not you know, raiding each other and becoming a super conference together. It was in response to the SEC growing to 16 teams. Now, you know, the SEC and Big Ten are going to be so far ahead in money in the not-too-distant future. Do the two of them decide to go off and do something? I don't know. It, it seems unlikely, but as we continue to grow further and further apart between the haves and the have-nots, uh, it, it brings the question of if there will be some sort of divide at some point. So when why okay with Old Dominion and Southern Miss are they just kind of sitting back and seeing how this plays out with Marshall before they play their hand? You know, I, I I've been told that they were likely set the same demand of arbitration. I have checked with those schools; they have not confirmed if they have filed a similar lawsuit. Nothing has come out since. I've tried to check the local courthouses, so. I'm not sure what they're up to at the moment, um, but if they were get, I, if they were given the same demand of arbitration, there are some deadlines coming up this week and, and next week in terms of how to handle that. So I'm not totally sure. I've, I've tried to figure out from them, but they haven't said anything. With all of the movement that we have seen, uh, does does the Marshall CUSA situation does that kind of become or could it become the example across the country? Um, no, because I think all the other conferences have been pretty open to, you know, negotiating an exit. You know, the American is, is working on getting, you know, Houston and Cincinnati and UCF out, even though it'll be a steep price. The Big 12 will work something out at some point with Texas and Oklahoma. Those schools aren't trying to leave after a year, that, less than a year. That, that's where the issue has come with Conference USA. Their bylaws say you have, you have to have 14 months' notice. And Marshall and, and these schools are trying to get out with less than that, saying that they don't fall under that bylaw because of various legal reasons. Is this a situation where you just have to let it play out? I mean, are, are, are they going to be probably where they're at? Because we know how the court systems work. It takes forever to get something done. So while this is playing out, are they going to just have to remain in the conference they're in and, and just let it roll at that point? Well, no, at this point, I think it's the opposite. Because Marshall has that temporary restraining order, because the court said they're likely to win on the merits, um, they're going, they've already said they're out, so it's going to take a court to keep them in. And the Sunbelt schedule is supposed to come out next week. Um, I would not be surprised if it ends up that those schools are on the Sunbelt schedule because they are planning to leave, and the only thing that will keep them in the end would be a court saying they have to. But such a ruling is probably really, really, really far down the line, maybe even into the season. And at that point, what's it really going to mean? So that's why the people I've talked to are, are, are would be surprised if Conference USA continued to take it so far, but that's what we got to wait and see. Chris Art Bryles gets named as offensive coordinator yesterday for Grambling. I know Doug Williams wasn't really hot about this. What is the overall reception of Bryles down there? Well, 
I mean, they knew the the backlash was coming. I, I think it's it's. Um, I'm not down in Louisiana, so I can't tell you what, what everybody thinks. But but clearly, Hugh Jackson has made some controversial hires on that staff, and, and believes he deserves the second chance. Bryles gave an interview with the local TV station down there last night. Uh, he said basically all the same things he's always said. You know, he said he was just you know, following orders and and and. and it, it was a school-wide issue, and he was exonerated by the school, and, and all these kinds of things. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's handling it the way he's handled it at his other stops, essentially. And um, you know, having someone like Doug Williams, you know, a legend of the school, be so against it, uh, that was that was notable. And and the the school's going on Mardi Gras break pretty soon here, um, so I, I don't know what potential other reaction there could be around there. What is the uh, what is the the re, the response within the coaching industry, the coaching fraternity at the at uh, at the collegiate level? I think a lot of coach. I think a lot of coaches have long felt that Art Bryles is another chance because that's what coaches do. They stand up for each other. They defend each other. A lot of people just kind of in that fraternity. Others have uh, very much questioned it. Like 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 I said, a, a, one coach mentioned to me that. They've now hired two coaches on that staff that have had Title IX issues in their past. Uh, so it, it, it's a mix. I, I think, you know, not long after the after the, the thing went down with, with Art, he was scheduled to speak at the coaches' convention a uh, number of years ago. And then I had, I was there, and I mentioned – I just tweeted it publicly that, hey, Art Bryles is going to be speaking here. And there was such a backlash to that that they pulled him. So I, I think a lot. I think people in the coaching community have, have have supported him, just like I think a lot of them have supported him uh, all along. Do you see him actually making it to the field? It's a good question. I, I think sometimes with a lot of these things and that we've seen the past few years is that you know if you want to do something that people aren't going to like, sometimes you just do it and you kind of wait it out. And eventually the noise settles down. And I imagine that's what Grambling is going to try to do. Um, is If there's some larger backlash on campus, maybe it changes. But, uh, it, it, again, it's kind of hard to tell. It just kind of depends what their reaction is, especially down there. When you look at the all the coaching hires across the landscape of college football this year, there have been a lot of key moves. Well, who are some of the biggest winners in your eyes? I look at two. I look at USC with Lincoln Riley. Uh, finally can get that program back to that top level, I think, in a couple of years. They've added a ton of really good transfers. He already recruits Southern California really well. College football needs some anchors out west. It's such a southeast-focused sport right now. It needs a place like USC to be at its potential. And I think Lincoln Riley can do that. The other is Miami, which hired Mario Cristobal, and he's put together a really good staff, and they're spending big on that program for the first time ever. And, again, that's another team outside the SEC that has a lot of potential. The ACC has basically been Clemson and nobody else for the last eight years. Uh, so Miami could be another team to kind of change things up a bit, two places with really good recruiting areas and coaches who I think can take advantage of that. What about when you look at the Big 12? I mean, we know David Randa gets his contract extension and 
you have other guys coming in. What are your thoughts on the new look of the Big 12 and really the sustained coaches that they brought in? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's been a solid league. And, you know, while losing Oklahoma will be tough, losing Texas isn't going to – I mean, on the field, Texas has been just a middle-of-the-road team in that conference. So I think Sonny Dykes makes perfect sense for TCU. Uh, he, he recruit. He, he, he's, I think they'll be able to recruit at a pretty good level like they had been, and they're going to bring a lot more um, uh, familiarity to, to that and continue a lot of what Gary Patterson was doing inside the state. Uh, Dave, obviously keeping Dave Aranda was huge. He had an incredible second year there, um, and they give him another big contract with something, something Baylor has shown the ability to do. Matt Campbell is still there. He's still at Iowa State, which is pretty big for them. So this is this is one of the top to bottom. This is this is and, and has been, I think, one of the deepest conferences uh, in terms of not much separates the middle and the top. Chris, uh, what are you working on? Uh, what, what can we expect uh, in the athletic from you? Well, we got a new uh, story today, actually, Nicole Auerbach and I on, on a big kind of behind the scenes of how college football playoff expansion ultimately fell apart and kind of the, the winding road it took to get there. So that's, uh, that's the latest thing I've got right now. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's there's always news going on, even in, in the middle of February in college football. Playoff expansion, Conference USA, you know, Art Bryles, it, the sport never really stops. Hey, hey, you want to give us a sneak peek maybe of that article? Why did it uh, Why did it go from it's a done deal in June to February? No way, it's not going to happen until the end of the contract. Well, I think it starts with that rollout in June when, when they didn't really tell everybody until a week before it came out. And then... They, they they hyped it up like it was going to get done pretty soon when that was turned out to really never be the case. Then conference realignment happens, and that kind of changes the tension in the room. And from there, things kind of unravel. All right, uh, Chris, as always, man, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time today, as uh, as always, talking college football. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to follow you in the, in the athletic. Thanks so much. Yep, thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. That's Chris Vanini from uh, – uh, the athletic does a lot with the uh, the group of five schools. So, uh, hey, look, I promise you, he is right in the middle of this Marshall Conference USA thing. And I, I just wonder, and, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, when this is all said and done and it, as it plays out in the court system, does everybody is everybody following this to say, hey, this may this may kind of be the model? I mean, uh, or, or or is this just an isolated situation between a disgruntled conference and a disgruntled university? I mean, the university wants out. The con- the conference has a, a a deal that says you can't get out. Uh, the league, you know, the team says we're getting out. Any, I mean, it's 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 a it's a crazy mess. It is. I mean, I think every situation is going to vary. I don't, I, I don't think you can look at it as everybody's the same when these moves happen. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Well, it's pretty clear that the court system there, anyway, is right. not going to not gonna listen to the league very much. They're, uh, they're going to just say, hey, look, you, you guys figure it out. Uh, so, anyway. And I think that's kind of where they were headed with, with arbitration, Ward. I mean, I think – I really think that uh, if, if it would have went to arbitration, you know – and I know the conference wanted them to stay – uh, but couldn't they just have got to arbitration and figured out a way to to to, to put some dollars on the table and get out of there? Absolutely. And because I at the end of the day, if you, if, if I don't want to be there, do you really want me? I mean, probably not. It, it, but 
you know, what they're looking at is, you know, the financial impact it's going to have on, on their conference, losing three teams to another conference. So, right. I don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, it's eight thirty-three. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk with Jeff Tarpy from Gigum Two Four Seven Sports here in just a couple of minutes. But right now, want to talk about uh, our our good friends over at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Now, if you're looking for power, performance, and reliability, look no further than Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat with the 2022 Ram Fifteen Hundred Lone Star Edition. You can also check out a, a from a great uh, range of Jeep models, including the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Tell you what. Just a little inside info. We were over there yesterday, and we walked away with a a, uh, a new vehicle, uh, a new Grand uh, a Jeep Cherokee from from Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They were making deals. We were in the deal making mood, and uh, we got us a new vehicle from Alan Samuels yesterday. So that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, they got a great selection of pre-owned vehicles, great selection of new vehicles, and of course the outstanding service department. It's Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us March 3rd live from Rudy's and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. Milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your... Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. I'm Josh Tetons, and I'm running to be your district attorney here in McLennan County. I'm a proud graduate of both Baylor University and Baylor Law School, a dad, a husband, and a member of Glory Bell Church in Waco. You will always know where I stand on the issues. I oppose defunding the police and support law enforcement. That's why I'm proud to be endorsed by Sheriff Parnell McNamara, the Waco Police Association, and the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County. My 15 years as a criminal defense attorney have given me the experience necessary to protect and defend our cherished Constitution from the radical liberals who want to destroy it. The most important job in my life is being a father of three and a devoted husband. Just like you, I want safer streets for my kids to play on, hardened criminals to be locked up, 
and drugs to be taken off our streets. It's time we do better. It's time we support law enforcement. I'm Josh Tetons, candidate for McLennan County District Attorney, and I approve this message because it's time for a change. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF. That's 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Former Baylor head football coach Art Browse is back in college football. Browse has been hired as the offensive coordinator at Grambling State University in Louisiana. Former Houston Oiler wide receiver Kenny Burrow has passed away at the age of 73. He still ranks third in franchise history in receiving yards and tied for second in touchdown catches. A Big 12 showdown at the Farrell Center tomorrow is number 10 Baylor hosts number 5 Kansas for a 7 o'clock tip-off. The Baylor women also take on Kansas at 2 o'clock. Baylor baseball is also at home this weekend for a three-game series against Duke starting at 3 this afternoon. All those games can be heard on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty nine. we welcome you back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, don't forget college baseball today. It's the Bears and Duke will have that game on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, 245 for the warm-up, 3 o'clock for the first pitch. And right now we welcome into the program Jeff Tarpley from Giggum 247 Sports. Jeff, let's begin with with basketball. Uh, As the Gary Blair career comes to an end, A&M has decided that they're going to rename the floor after Gary Blair. Uh, Just how appropriate is that, uh, in your opinion? Well, he delivered – a&M, a national championship in women's basketball. And again, having been a longtime follower of A&M dating back to the 70s, you you really have no idea what he meant to the program. Not only did he win a national championship, but he was a guy that galvanized the local community to come out and support him and the Lady Aggies. He he got attendance to the point to where – a&M was, was not just winning, they were, were hosting parts of the NCAA tournament because they knew they could count on people to show up to the games, not just the ones that the Lady Aggies were playing in. But Blair was very, he's a very popular figure around College Station. He, he's a great guy. He's very folksy. Ever, he relates to everybody very, very well. All the qualities that made him a great recruiter and someone who could relate to his players as a coach. He could also did that for the community as well. And as a result, this is a guy who everybody's really, really going to, they're not going to miss him physically because he will remain around college station. But nonetheless, they're certainly going to miss him as the head of the program in which he's someone who could go out and make everybody feel like that they should be a part of it because it was something special. For Jimbo Fisher with the recruiting class that he had this this season, and that was part of the process of bringing Jimbo because the the ability that he has to recruit and this track record in that. But at one point, does it become, okay, that's cute, but now show us an opportunity to play for a national championship? That's coming. Uh, I, I, I think it's undeniable. For example, A&M uh, – is already ranked a number of, uh, in the top five and number of way too early top fives going into 2022. Unlike a lot of programs, 
they didn't suffer a lot of major losses. You look at the NCAA transfer portal, and while they did have got some guys leave, including Zach Calzada, who started most of the season last year quarterback, this is a team that really didn't suffer any major losses. Uh, in fact, they're, I would say that Matt Breen and Max Johnson, who's a relatively proven commodity at LSU, is more of a game from a net standpoint than, than anybody they lost. You throw in the fact that people who tend to follow college football as closely as we all do, they they understand the, the impact that a this kind of class could have. It's, they're going to have people come in and contribute right away, even if they don't start. But that class is also the pro, you know that class is also coming behind other top ten caliber classes. So A and M's already stockpiled talent. They've just got to get it some seasoning. And while they're rebuilding in some areas, they're going to have experience coming back in others, which should enable them to make a run in 2022. You might say 2023 is more of the year because that's when they'll have – they'll probably have more experience back then. That some of the guys they've lost have, have been very, very key contributors. Uh, for example, Kenyon Green, DeMarvin Leal Green's slated as a number one draft pick on a lot of mock drafts. But from that standpoint, this is a program who, yeah, they're going to start winning football games because they put it everything together. And then – you're going you're you're going to see where instead of having a lot of losses in one year, they're going to really be able to replace those losses much more easily than they have been in the past. How much of an impact truly was the NIL opportunities with this class? I know a lot of people are looking at it like A and M went out and bought their 2022 recruiting class. What is the realization when it comes to NIL and A and M going hand in hand together? Remember that it's not supposed to be a, a recruiting tool per se. And I think from the standpoint of the student athletes that came to A&M, there was much more to it than that. Uh, you know, A&M may have been ahead of the curve in getting, you know, presenting packages uh, to players in particular so that you know, players currently on the roster and, and, and people were able to see that. But I think more than anything else, you got to remember Jim Jimbo Fisher is a is a charismatic guy. He re, he walks in the room. He can relate to anyone in that room. So you can imagine how that carries over when he is recruiting football players and their families and their high school coaches that these guys should come to A and M. So you've got that working for you. He's put together a great great recruiting uh, staff. And one of the things that he's been really flexible about is he doesn't just get them to come in and go, okay, this is your section of Texas. He says, okay, you had experience up in the Northeast, Elijah Robinson. We're going to start hammering that area hard. And so they do so. And they get a lot of returns out of different geographical areas. Uh, James Coley, who is the tight ends coach, he's got a lot of experience recruiting South Florida. A&M's made inroads there. So as a result, he's not just a guy that is personable. He's also someone who tactically is very, very smart and understands the strengths of the people that he's sending out to do the job. Then when you throw in A&M's facilities, uh, which are 
probably second to none. I know they're consistently ranked among the best in the country. Also, a very, very underrated aspect of that recruit, this recruiting class was most of them were either there at Kyle Field and not A&M, beat Alabama, or they were watching it. So the impact on them was enormous. And they saw what A&M could become, even if, if that wasn't possible last year due to all of the, the injuries that A&M suffered. Uh, it's people understand is you've got to win your home games. If you get kids there in person, if they take the trouble, drive to college station, fly to college station and show up, uh, for your home games, you've absolutely got to be able to win those games. A&M's one of the things that hampered A&M's recruiting for so many years was the fact they would get those guys and they would have a big home game and they would lose. And since Fisher arrived, they, they played Clemson, you know, they played national championship winner Clemson close in 2018. Uh, they beat LSU in the seven overtime game in 2018. Uh, 2020, they beat a top five Florida team. Last year, they beat a top-ranked Alabama team. So you you put all that together in, in total, and that is why A&M recruits well. It has a lot less to do with, with everything else than just the fact that You've got a head coach that can recruit. You've got a staff that recruit. You've got a program that's built to recruit and a program that wins the games that it needs to in order to generate those high-end classes that you've been seeing in College Station. Final thought for you here. Uh, college baseball, I, I realize it's a small sample size, but under Jim Schlossnagel, do you see a difference in this 2022 Aggie team as opposed to, to, to years past? I, I think the big thing is, is that People understand there's a le- that there's a level of confidence there with Schlossnagel. He has co- he is co- you know, he coached at TCU, but he coached them to in some you know, very very big games. He's coached them to championships, and he has a plan. He understands what it takes to be successful at this level. And so early on, I think the big thing is is that everybody's looking at what they see and they really, really like it. And so, you know, we don't always know you don't always know what your first season's going to be like when you when you bring in a new guy and they have to kind of change, you know, they have all the changes that they implement because of the way they like to do things. But Schlossnagel's track record is good. His history of what he's wanted to do meshes with having a winning program. And so I think so far what everybody's seeing is like, hey, look, this guy is eventually going to get us where they where we want to go. And people don't realize this. Baseball is very, very big at A&M. Uh, they, they support it very, very well. You know, the weather's pretty good down there uh, in, in early March, unlike a lot of places. So you get a big turnout for those games. And a lot of people enjoy going to the games that that live in the community. So as a result, everybody's really, really excited about not just what Schlossnagel can do this season, but in particular what he can do in future years. Jeff, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We do appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Jeff Tarpey from Gigum 247 Sports. 849. We're 11 away from 9 o'clock. Uh, let's see. What do we got? You know what? Let's talk about our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts, where you can buy a birthday gift, an anniversary gift, a holiday gift, or you can buy a gift for just because. And those, I love those just because gifts. And you can do that at Waco's Gift Store. 
headquarters, and that is Morrison's Gifts. They've been doing it since 1979. John Hart Leather Goods, Consuela Gifts, big old key rings, candles, jewelry. I'm telling you, man, they got it all, guys, and it's all right there at Morrison's Gifts. And as always, free gift wrapping is available, and they'll also deliver it. I mean, Mark could drive it across town for you if you need him to do that. I mean, that's, that. you know, of course, Sally's going to make him do it, but that's how they do things at Morrison's Gifts. 4308 West Waco Drive. They're next to Jason's Deli at the Brazos Square Shopping Center. So the next time you're like, hey, you know what? I want to do something nice. Let, why not go to Morrison's Gifts? Check them out, and they're going to have some great ideas for you. And you're going to walk in, and you're going to go, what are you looking for? And you're going to say, I don't know. And they're going to say, well, let me help you. And you're going to walk out of there. And you're going to go, golly, that, that, that was easy. And I you know, got through it pretty painless. Uh, and that's what they do for you at Morrison's Gifts. they got a great staff, and they're waiting to see you today. Morrison's Gifts, good folks, 4308 West Waco Drive. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Lavo, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, it seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, it, because the defenses are so good. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. So I'm a public school teacher and I'm on my feet all day long. That would be on concrete. The pain would like shoot up my heels and just increased from the bottom of my feet up. Then my back started hurting. So my husband and I were driving and I went, oh look, there's a good feet store. I'm greeted by this gal named Mercy. That was a perfect name for her. And the cool thing about the Good Feet store is that you're able to try before you buy. I had free fittings. She was able to fit me with special arch supports. And so I walked around in the store. Within 30 minutes, I started sobbing because I had no pain. Well, if your feet are hurting, do something about it. You don't have to grin and bear it. You need to go to the Good Feet store and get some arch supports. I'm Deidre, and that's my Good Feet story. See how they work for you with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet store. 
Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Former Baylor head football coach Art Browse is back in college football. Browse has been hired as the offensive coordinator at Grambling State University in Louisiana. Former Houston Oiler wide receiver Kenny Burrow has passed away at the age of 73. He still ranks third in franchise history in receiving yards and tied for second in touchdown catches. A Big 12 showdown at the Farrell Center tomorrow as number 10 Baylor hosts number 5 Kansas for a 7 o'clock tip-off. The Baylor women also take on Kansas at 2 o'clock. Baylor baseball is also at home this weekend for a three-game series against Duke starting at 3 this afternoon. All those games can be heard on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on Game Time. All right. 8.54, 6 away from 9. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Don't forget we have a big weekend and it begins today. We've got baseball for you today. Uh, 2.45 for the warm-up, 3 o'clock for the first pitch as the Duke Blue Devils are in town to take on Coach Rod and the Bears. And that game will be over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Again, 2.45 for the warm-up, 3 o'clock for the first pitch. So there you go. Softball begins a uh, big tournament out in Palm Springs. And uh, that their first game is tonight at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, of course, uh, game day is in town at the Farrell Center tomorrow. And then you have the uh, the Baylor women taking on Kansas at 2 o'clock, 1.30 here on ESPN Central Texas uh, with Derek and Sophia. And then uh, John and Pat will have the call uh, tomorrow night, 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock tip. It's the Bears and the Jayhawks right here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm going to tell you what, fellas, I think it's a big weekend. It should be a fun weekend and look forward to all of the uh, the great sporting events. Plus, don't forget the regional basketball tournaments, including the one at Midway tonight uh, that will have Fairfield uh, in action at 6 o'clock. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday at 7. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Good night.